shit. So what do we want to talk about today? I don't know. The possibilities are quite endless. It's kind of just a free fall, I feel. Just uh, kind of see where we want to go, I guess. Um, obviously, I just put a um, little bug in your ear this morning when I saw that Black Gold came out with a new site that I kind of like. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to tell me about that. Well, so basically, it's the exact same site that we, we're running. We have the Ascent, right? Um, I'm pretty sure it's the Ascent. Or a verdict? I don't fuck know. It, fuck it, I fuck can't it, remember. I, know. <laughs> I don't know. Basically, I just listened to Dave. He goes, what one do you want? This one or that one? And I like this one better. So I went with that one. I don't even know what the hell it is. <laughs> so that's, that's exactly how that goes. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, it's how, you know, when we were looking at our bows, I was looking at the spot hog, which is a two pin. Yep. And then ours was obviously just a single pin, but ours has greater light capture, which I've been very, yep. very impressed with this year. Even my last hunt when we had that snow on the ground. Yep. I felt I could have shot well in the dark. It was unbelievable. My, my housing, you know, our, um, the fiber optic housing, how it turns purple, clear to purple. Yeah. That thing was still purple past shooting hours. I really? couldn't believe I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I'm dead serious. Wow. And then when those deer were still in the field, I didn't pull back on them, but I held my bow out at you know, held extended my arm out. And I was like, Holy shit. I'm like, damn. Well, I, I know can... when I when I shot like when we we got our new setups, you know, in spring there and like I was shooting through the summer. And I would go, you know, we put the kids to bed at, you know, 7 o'clock, 7.30, and i go out and shoot at 8 o'clock, and I shot well into dark. And it's like I actually took a piece of tape and put it over that fiber optic housing because I, I was getting, like, glow, you know? I, yeah. I really couldn't see. I mean, that thing was just illuminated like crazy. I'm very impressed with the black the black gold. And, I mean, for the for the price point. Yeah, it I mean, was what... How much cheaper was that than the Spot Hog? Do you remember? I, I want to say it was like 40 or 60 bucks. It was enough. That that I remember. I just don't remember the Is numbers. What, yeah, I, I'd have to go back and look at my sheet, but I, I think it was like 40 or 60 bucks. It was enough. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I don't know. Next time I go up and see Dave or chat with Dave, I might have to pick his brain on that. But the other reason I like that site, too, Compared to the spot hog, we were cons- I was considering last year. I don't remember if you were looking at it too or not. But I know you're you're kind of the anti two pin, but this one has two pin, but the secondary pin is adjustable on its own. Not where like once you roll your dial, both pins are moving in unison, which these are, but they're fixed locations. It's one. It's one pin. What do you want to call it? The stem. What's that called? Post? Yeah. Yeah. The post. Yeah. Whatever that is. There's two fiber optics in one stem. I'm positive with the spot hog, if I remember correctly. Correct. Right. Does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one stem. And then you got a pin up on top and you got a pin down below. Yeah. And then you have two spots on your dial that are fixed. So you set your one and then the other one's automatically, I think 20 yards ish or whatever. Yeah. So if you, whatever your site tape comes out to. Right. If your die, if your 
if you're using the, the top pin, your top pin is set at 20 yards, then your bottom pin is automatically set at say 40 or whatever right. it, yeah. it falls it's, into. And that's the way it's going to be, you know? Right. Right. Depending on your setup where on this new black gold one, they have a set screw right on the top. If you're looking at it from, you know, the shooting side of the uh, housing, they have a lock pin and then you have a, yeah. another uh, adjustable screw on the bottom. So you can turn that and put it exactly where you want it. And you can have your, customize your pin gap and when i saw that i was like "Ooh, kind of like that but oh man it's one of those th- it's one of those things where it's like if you can turn that where you want it versus just having okay i have my one pin and there's always that 20 yard gap where if i want right. to have two pins and if i say i want to have a closer than 20 yard pin gap i can do that where it's like right. hmm, you know it's i don't know i want to look at it a little more i just saw it this morning on, uh, I forget whose uh, page it was. I think it was uh, Podium Archery. I don't know if you ever watched them on yep, YouTube. Yep, yep, Um He was doing a little – I didn't watch the whole video on it. Um was having the kids this morning. They're a little rambunctious. But, but yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was the one thing I was probably going to talk about. But, but that's all I know. That's well, all I know I about mean... it at the moment. <laughs> Well, I mean, before we go any further, we should probably let people know uh, what they're listening to, huh? Uh, I don't know. What are they listening to? Uh, this is two jackasses talking. I was going to say two like... two idiots podcast. <laughs> like they like they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Nah, another episode of Two Brothers Archery. Um, I'm your host, Derek, and then we got Jared here, co-host. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're spitballing about random stuff. Um, first of all, I just wanted to say before we go any further, happy holidays, everybody. Uh, belated Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that fun stuff. Um, we've been busy with family stuff um, on top of Wisconsin's endless gun hunt. <laughs> yeah, that's going on right now, ain't it? It sure is. Yeah. I, uh, and, I, and now you, you got, I know you earlier this year, you and I were BSing about seasons and stuff. Now, archery season for farmland. 31st now i'm january pretty positive i looked at a couple different maps on uh, wdnr website and all that goes door county kiwani brown calumet i want to say all go um through january 31st not like the rest with i think the rest of the state closes on what the second week first week in january it's usually the first week, like the third or the fourth or whatever it falls this year. Okay. But actually, yeah, it's the third. It's the third because that's a Monday. But they always did a the metro, metro hunt or whatever where you could, if you were inside the city limits, mm-hmm. you could go that's right. to the 31st. They give, they give you an extra basically a month. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. So when you were when you were like uh, I, I you you screenshotted the map and you sent it to me and you were like, am I reading this right? Does this go to the thirty first for farmland? <laughs> I mean, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's self explanatory when you read the map, but it's just something I'm like, I just can't believe that you can go to the thirty first. Well, it was, just a, it was someone, just a little shocking to me. No, you you're know? you're 100 percent right because for years that was the metro unit. Right. was always to the 31st but what i found interesting a, a friend of mine sent me a video um 
there's some hunters in the Midwest. So, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, um, Iowa, Illinois, they were looking at the Wisconsin regulations and I can't, when they were going through this, I was really shocked. They found a discrepancy in their manual, the little book you could pick up at stores and whatever. Right. Yep. So right, right now at the holiday hunt, they have the holiday hunt, which is a doe only season that runs from, I think Christmas to new year's. Is that right? Correct. Yep. Give, give or take a day. I don't know exact dates, but you cannot legally buy that book shoot a buck with your bow between now and New Year's. Correct. Which is See, just stupid to me. That is wrong. My opinion. Our opinion, whatever. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I agree. It's like, no, no, no. Archery season runs through all of these seasons. Yeah. And then, not, and then on top of that, obviously, as we all know, you're running into that precious time frame of deer starting to drop. Dropping yeah. horns. Right. So, I mean, Christ, we've seen, we've had a couple half racks already on camera, and I've heard a number of people, including my brother-in-law, he's got a couple half racks. I think he might even have a couple of deer that are completely dropped out, and we're not, and this was two weeks ago, or a week now, ago. And that brings up another thing that I thought about the other night randomly. <laughs> what if you're out hunting late, late like this, and I, okay, Wisconsin for years when I was a kid. They always ran T-Zone the week, I think it was always the week before gun season or the weekend before gun season. T-Zones? Uh, yeah. No. Or was it the weekend after? No. Well, they always had that December. It was always, what, December? Christ, what, this year it fell like, what, on the 17th or something like that? Right. But 15th they didn't or have, 10th or 12th? Something. Yeah, but they, didn't, they had a T-Zone, but they didn't have a holiday hunt. Right. Right. My, my my point being is right now, if you have a buck that sheds his antlers and yeah. you're sitting and you're sitting there with a gun and you see a big body deer standing out in a field and you yeah. shoot him, I mean, technically you can register him as a doe because he doesn't yep. have an adult antler three inches or bigger, right? Correct. Yep. But it's like in my mind, I'm like, well, you're taking, you don't know what that, you know, you don't, you don't know what that buck looked like. You don't know what the potential of that deer is. Like, yeah, just. I, you yeah, would, that's that's a shitty part to me. It's just it's, I don't know. You want to do your antlerless hunts? Do them in October. That's what I'm saying. They like, used to do, well. They used to do that. I think my first my first year I shot was uh, when I was 12. We did a the back up in Forest County when you actually could shoot deer. Yeah, <laughs> deer. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. yeah, we shot. Uh, that was October, like the second week in October. I want to say. No, it wasn't, Jared. It was Halloween weekend. Was it? No. Yes, was it was. It? You know, you know why I know this is in 05. My dad and I decided not to go T zone hunting and we and went musky fishing. fishing. And, yep, yeah. and I and I caught that 48 incher. Mm -hmm. Cuz that was okay. always our dilemma, well, were we going to go musky fishing or were we going to go T zone? And we always went T zone except for that one year, and that was always the end of October. It was usually around that Halloween time. Mhm. Mm um, but yeah, do your stuff then like I I don't know. I it's, we can go on a we can yeah, go on a long rant about Wisconsin DNR, right? And just like everybody else can, you know, everybody. Right. I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. But well, what do you do? Okay. No, there's nothing you can do. You you play by the rules, and you know that's what there is to do. But like the other thing that I got in a discussion with with a, a friend of mine 
is where where are all these does? I mean, I know we we hunt some good properties, but I'm talking. I got customers of mine out in Wapaka and stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, DNR is giving us you know six tags, five tags, four tags." He goes, "And I saw one doe." Really? Like, like where where are these does that you know are overpopulating the world? Yeah. And you know we what ha- <clears throat> what they did then for a while is they did that Ernabuck, and. That was oh god, that was a mess. That was so annoying. Yeah, I never had to deal with that up in the old Northwoods, but uh, right, my, my father-in-law had to deal with that for a few years. Well, and it they actually, um, Manitowoc County, they actually held a meeting. I'll never two thousand. I'm gonna say fifteen somewhere in there. They actually held a meeting to withhold the Ernabuck because they, they knocked out so much of the doe population that there were no does to shoot. For real? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. And, uh, they actually had, they held this meeting at the Maryville Sportsman's Club, little, little town, 349 people in it. And there were so many, we went to it and there were so many people there (laughs) and, uh, they actually overturned it. They actually took away the Ernabuck because it was so ridiculous. Wow, that's incredible! I've never heard anything like that. Honestly, yeah, it was because well, the reason that I knew about it was our neighbor when we were doing that using that property <clears throat> down the road from Dad's. Mm-hmm. He was very, very involved in in quality deer management, and he has at that time I think he only had eighty acres. I think he's got one twenty now, okay. and he, I mean, he kept a good track of his herd. And I remember I ran into him checking cameras one day or something and we're talking he's like yeah he's like they're, they're pushing Ernabuck he's like we're having a meeting you know whatever night it was and yeah it was in the paper and everything I remember it was a big deal because obviously not a lot goes on in Maribel um but yeah they they overturned it and they took they withdrew the Ernabuck for that that season and it hasn't been put back into place since hmm. is there anywhere in the state that does Ernabuck anymore no there hasn't been in the last I think five years but then they were talking up in Door County they wanted to do a um, a regular gun deer season for two years, does only. <laughs> and it's like, are you guys stupid? Wow. Because there were so many does. Well, okay, Jared, you hunted with us up there mm-hmm. for, what, two mm-hmm. years now, three years now? Probably all of that. And, I mean, I don't know about you, but it ain't like does are running around like chickens with their heads cut off. No. But that's what they were claiming is that there was so much over over doe population, and it's like so you're gonna take a county and you're gonna make it doe only for the ten day gun season. Or I, that's just asinine. Yeah, I think that that's <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. I I don't know what to even say about that. Well, and you know, I'm dad, and I talked about, and dad's like, I'll quit hunting. He's like, this is ridiculous. I'll go up north and hunt. You know, it's like hmm. how stupid. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I don't I know. even know what the hell is. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, it's hard to wrap your head around. But anyways, um, no. The other thing, uh, what were we going to talk about was um, kind of scoping things out for next year. And kind of, I mean, we do have time left to hunt. How much hunting we'll do, I think, is going to be. Minimal. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I'll be um, lucky if I get out again, to be honest. Yeah, I know. I I want to get out. Um, How much snow you guys get up by you? Uh, I got about four inches. Oh, yeah, it's, you know, we got maybe two down here, and it's obviously starting to melt a little bit now. We're getting After I got done cleaning up the snow this morning, it turned over to rain. So, well, yeah. not not heavy, but rain. So, well, and they're talking another, I think, four or five inches in a couple of days here. Nice. Um, but that swings my attention to uh, taking out some coyotes. We've had had some coyotes showing up on camera at uh, well, both of our main properties that we hunt. So, yeah, that, that's exciting. That is. And then we got that, uh, there's that fox that's hanging around there, too. <laughs> Can we shoot him? Yeah. All right, then. Game on. Game on. Um, you know, Dad and I talk about it every year that, you know, oh, we're going to get out and do some coyote hunting. And it's like it, the season just kind of gets away on you, you know, every yeah, year. Yeah, sure does. And I believe, they ever, well, I don't, I haven't done a lot of coyote hunting, but I was always told the best time to coyote hunt is in February. That's end of February and March, I believe, is what I've been told is their mating season. Oh, really? Uh, I don't. Yeah. I know nothing about coyotes. I've shot a few in my day gun hunting, uh, just because they happen to stop in front of the crosshairs. I hate when they do that. You know. Yeah, you know it's a real bitch. Yeah, but, you know I. It's, I mean, even like that doe that I ended up shooting this year, I just happened to pick a lane and she just stopped right perfect. I'm like, well, you pretty much, you just uh, made, made my decision, decision real you. easy for me. <laughs> right. So, but, yeah. Now, the big debate when it comes to coyote hunting in my, my eyes or what I see the most is what caliber of gun to use. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I know you, your dad has every gun under the sun, so you can actually that's think not, about that problem. That's not true. <laughs> oh, it's not? I, I wish he did. Um, but, yeah, we, we have enough. Um, but he always – you know, we him and I have gone coyote hunting just a couple times, and he's like, well, I just do I, take my, do I take my 270 or do I take the, the AR-15 or, you know, what, what do I take? And I'm like, are we really having this conversation? Like you have, you have to literally sit there and go, Oh fuck. What gun do I take? Yeah. See, I only got, I got my 270. I have my 300 Savage, but I don't think that would be a real great gun to take. <laughs> right. It's a pump. Um, it's yeah. It's just not. That'd be fun to throw lead with though. Oh yeah. But I mean, it's not like you're walking around jump shooting coyotes though. That's true. That's true. So that's, my, that's my new um, brush gun when I walk around in the Northwoods up north. How's that? Uh, how's that scope setup working for you? It's working all right. I, uh, I mean, first time I shot, I couldn't hit paper at fifty fucking yards because some jackass set it up for me. But you know, what do you do? Uh, yeah, free, <laughs> free, free help's hard to find. It is, you know. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. It's all good. Um, I got, I got her, I got her honed in. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a YouTube channel out there. I don't know if it's out there anymore, but I used to be kind of addicted to it. It's called O'Neill Ops. I feel like they, I came across that. 
they do a lot of suppressed predator hunting out west. Mm-hmm. Dude, oh, that guys, shit's addicting to watch after a while. Oh, they are so freaking into it. And it's like, I want to do that. But at the same time, it's so time consuming. And you yeah. got to have you got to have the population, you know, for right. coyotes. But I, um, I've always wanted to get into it, but like, like, like everything else, trying to find the time to do it and, and having goddamn families, you know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's they always got to get in the way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then, and then, uh, you know, you get some properties like we've been seeing is all of a sudden they the coyotes start popping up and you're like, Oh, and, and I actually, I thought it was interesting the last couple of days. It's like 7am on both properties. It was pretty consistent. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. But at any rate, I mean, uh, I'm hoping to get out and do, do a little bit of that with, with dad or with you. And I know, I know up by Ralph, there's, there's always coyotes there. I know on our properties, we got them. It's just a matter of getting out there to get them and, you know, do a couple sets and see what you see, what you see, you know? I was going to say, you've done it before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you got one of those electronic calls and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. We got a, we got a call. What What's always been fun and interesting to me is you're hunting something that's essentially looking to hunt you. They ain't hunting us, but they're hunting. Yes, I get that. Well, you know, you're <laughs> you're running the call is the point I'm making. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Um, but what I love about that is, you know, Dad and I went out a couple times, and your head's on a swivel, and you're not. It's not like deer hunting where all of a sudden you look and you're like, "Oh shit, there's a deer." It's like right. all of a sudden you, you you see them in the in the brush, circling you, you know, trying to get downwind, and you you're kind of watching them in their craft. You know, um, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And, uh, that, that is where, um, scent control is huge. Like if you think it's big for, for deer season and hunting, you know, whitetails, those frick, those fricking coyotes. Oh man. They are, uh, they're, they're smart, man. They're smart. I watched uh, I watched a coyote circle, Dad and I, at about 300 yards across a field. And, I mean, he circled all the way around us trying to get downwind of that call. Really? Yeah. It's, it's I cool suppose. I mean, they're trying to smell what the hell they want to eat, too, I guess. It, exactly. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a huge thing. You got you got to play the win with those things because if they if they catch your win, I mean you're you're done. Hmm. And, and don't get me wrong, you get some of them that are hard up for a meal and they come running in, you know, and you're like, oh, there they are. <laughs> I suppose it's it's no different than Wiley running after the Roadrunner, you know. Yeah, that is true. But uh, no, I'm I'm hoping to get out and do some of that. And uh, that'd be will... a, that'd, that'd be a new experience for me. Like I said, the only, well, the only experience I've had is obviously a couple of Northwoods coyotes that I've killed, and then that one you and I slang a bunch of lead at. God, that that poor thing. <laughs> yeah, it had to be a slow, painful death. 
Man. I mean, it's just... embarrassing and it's to talk about that we did not actually um, Drop watch him. him die. Well, I mean, we know we hit him like 18 times. Yeah, man. That that I cannot believe that that thing is – he was still going. Yeah, I but... can – I can still picture his face in my scope looking back at me <laughs> right. as, he's, as he's running away. Yeah, that was, uh, that was something. Yeah. That was a good time. But, you know, that's not no chip shot either. That was, that was far shooting. That was it. Uh, pretty much everything was 200 plus, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I, and then I uh, I was slightly hungover, so and then when we were shooting, I got a leg cramp. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jared's knelt down on the floor, and all of a sudden he's like, "Oh shit, fuck!" I'm like, "Oh fuck, what the hell happened?" And he's like, "I got a fucking cramp." <laughs> embarrassing. It was a little embarrassing, but hey, you know. Yeah, it's a good I did, story. I had a decent time the night before. Yeah, you did. I don't even remember what it was. I don't either. But, uh, yeah, so let's you know, try to get out and do some of that. But, yeah, I'd like to get out and – I'd like to get out and take a doe yet. Um, and, you know, I can, go out, I can go out with the gun and shoot one, I guess, but that's not as fun. No, I agree. I completely agree. Yeah, it's like right now, it's like I got today off. It's like, oh, I could have easily just ran up somewhere and popped a doe with the gun. Right. It's just like – just. Don't want to do it, you know. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <clears throat> and we got, it, uh, we got. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say since I was coughing there, I said, you, "Kids still healthy and all that fun shit." Yeah, kids are doing good. Kids are doing good. Isla's still cutting teeth, so you know we're we're getting through that. But perfect. Yeah, it's always fun. Fun times. Oh yeah. Fun times is right. Um, Cappy and I got archery league starting next week. Yeah, you lucky shits. Yeah, I wish I could commit to that. I want to do it so bad. I'm. Uh, you st- You said next week. Yeah, next Tuesday. Uh, find out if if they have open uh, range time. So I didn't see anything. Yeah. On, I didn't see anything on their website. Okay. Because I might just be. Wanting to, if I can get up there like every other week or something, I want to like do it kind of like a league style. Yeah. And kind of like commit to getting up there like twice a month, maybe. Oh, so you want to, you want to basically practice this year. So you're competitive next year. Well, maybe, but I also just (laughs) want to, I just want to shoot, but I, you know, with the, the way your league works, it's just like, it just would not make sense for me to commit to it. No, I get it. I get it. My, uh, well, and with COVID and everything last year, things were a little different. So I don't know if things are going to change this year. If it worked out good for the shop, you know, if it worked out good for them last year, they're going to keep the same rules. You know, you're kind of up in the air, you know. Right. You know, Cappy and I were fortunate that we were both able to commit and do that every week. So we didn't have to worry about, you know, trying to, you know, make up this this time and, you know, do all that and kind of move that around like we yeah. were able to do it every week. So I worked out good. But, no, it's uh, it's fun. Uh, you know, Cappy and I, we, we shot for the first time. Uh, we joined the league last year. And uh, not to, you know, brag ourselves up a little bit. Take second. Sure. We should have took sure. – We should have 
we should have taken first, but I started playing with my new bowl and lost the feel of my old one. I don't and know I why think, the hell you did that. Uh, I'll tell you why, because I was excited. Yeah, but I don't care how excited you are. That was fucking stupid. I know it was, all right? Hindsight's twenty twenty. God damn it. Mm. But uh, I think I, I think I left a couple points. We, don't, we lost by, I think, I think two points, which is quite literally an arrow. And uh, Cappy's not letting me live it down. He's like, oh. he's like, God, it would have been nice to win last year. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm hard on myself enough. Just leave it. Just let it go. <laughs> but um, so no, we're we're out for. I'm out for redemption this year. And yeah, best of luck to you, bud. Well, can't wait, can't, can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, the the nightly updates. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the funny part is I haven't shot my bow since I shot my buck. So I don't even know where that's at. For real? Yeah. I suppose I you, you shoot outside a lot. I, I got my little bulldog set up in the basement that I'll shoot. I mean, it's only fuck, it's only three yards that I'm shooting, but it's just. I like to do that for at least a couple of times a week. Not oh, yeah. Almost, you stay, night, you almost nightly. The other thing, as long as we're talking about shooting. Hey, mm-hmm. we're having a podcast here. What? You keep the racket down a little bit? I'm trying. You blow these poor listeners' ears out. Is it that loud? No, I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> um, you mentioned to me the other day, you're like, I think I want to kind of fuck around with a hinge release. Ah, yeah, that's right. I did say that. And it was like you were reading my mind because my fingers went to, you know, Carter... Carter releases the other day, and I was like, huh, what would I do? Do they have a – I would love if they had one similar to the Wise Choice. I haven't looked that in depth to it yet, to be honest. Well, just, the, just the idea came to my mind, and that's as so far what, as it really went. So what I did, because I had a one-track mind, and I texted Dave – and I said, uh, hey, what uh, what kind of hinge do you shoot? And he shoots, I can't remember the name of it, but they are a special made release. They are water jetted. They are not, um, they're not CNC'd, they're water jetted. So mm-hmm. arguably the, the most crisp release from what I understand. Hmm. And you know Dave, Dave's anal about his shooting. Everything. So I told myself, well, if I want to order one, what's going to cost me? And uh, I about I about fell over when he told me like four hundred bucks. I was going to say he has. I remember he was telling me about his one time. I think I was up there, and you weren't there, and he was telling me about him. And I was like, "Holy shit!" And he's got four couple of them laying up on the shelf there. I'm like, "Holy shit!" That's like thousand dollars worth of releases just sitting right there. Right, and you know, to to be fair, Dave shoots a lot. Oh. No question, yeah. Um, and I hope I get put in the shoot off with him again this year. That would be fun. <laughs> we had a we had a good time with that. That would be interesting. By the way, anybody looking for um, you know bows or any any archery setup stuff like that, Dave Stanky Archery Elements in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, look him up on Facebook. Um, you know, reach out to him. I mean, the, the guy is just a wealth of knowledge. Even though he'll just say that he's an old guy that you know just happens to know a thing or two, he knows he knows a lot of shit, and 
he's ta- he's taking really good care of us, and he's a he's a good friend of mine, and I really really uh, value his friendship because he. If I have a question, if Jared has a question, we just we just text him or call him up. We're like, hey, X, Y, Z. And he's like, yeah, try doing this. And 90% of the time it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been around the block a time or two. Not to make fun of him because he's old or anything, but. No, he's, he's <laughs> no, older. He's, uh, he's, uh, he definitely knows his stuff. Yeah, and it, it was a lot of fun to shoot with him last year and, and watch him shoot and uh, – you know, we, we had a good time. Um, mm-hmm. I, only got, I only got to shoot with him physically because uh, of COVID and stuff just for the shoot-off. He was there. Otherwise, he shot ahead um, and shot early. So, I didn't get a chance to really shoot and BS with him. But the shoot-off, we, we actually shot uh, next to each other. And, boy, let me tell you, he's a trash talker. <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine because uh, I think we were – I was up there last year getting my new bow set up. Around the time your league was wrapping up, and he was telling me all the shit he was going to do and tell you, and I was just like, "Yeah, it's that'll work." Like, you're going to get in his head so easy. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, it's funny. He he would tell me what he would do to certain shooters. Just you know, and and this is so everybody knows this is just a, a rec league. This is not a any national tournaments or, you know, state tournaments, this is all actually, you know, just staying sharp and we have fun with it. And, uh, I was there one night with his buddy, um, <laughs> and he goes, he was, he was down, he was down an arrow. So he was down eight points. And, uh, he just goes up to me, goes, Hey, you got a fletching coming loose. <laughs> and his partner, his partner, yeah, his partner's like, I don't think so. He goes, I don't know. The arrow flew kind of funny, and I thought I heard it. I thought I heard a, a fletching flapping. You know, that's all he said, and it was like that guy went off the rails. Because now, now he's thinking he's worried about his equipment instead of just shooting. Mm-hmm. Got him. Yep. That's all I needed fun. to do. Yep. Yep. And Dave's theory is, if I can stay within an arrow, I can win. I worked on you guys. Well, we didn't shoot a him. So oh, that's actually, right. Damn, damn it, that's right. No, he shot next to me, but he wasn't. We weren't shooting against each other. That's right. But did you lose to a bunch of Matthews guys? I did. Yeah, we lost. Yeah, yeah, we lost a couple Matthews guys. Because I know you're always butthurt about Matthews guys. I can't stand the Matthews fan. <laughs> I just can't get behind it. And I'm sorry, anybody out there that shoots the Matthews, they're a great bull. They really are, but. <laughs> You can't – okay, shooting a – this is my my analogy, and I'm probably going to catch hell for this, but shooting a Matthews is the equivalent to riding a Harley. You can't just <laughs> buy a Harley and ride a Harley. No, 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 no. You got to get the jacket. You got to get the chaps. You got to get the sweatshirt. Oh, yeah, you need that fancy bandana. Now, you, now you're riding a Harley. It's the same thing with Matthews. Like, you can't just buy a Matthews bowl and shoot – a victory arrow. Oh, no, 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 no. You got to shoot this arrow because this is what Matthews, you know, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I've never heard the arrow part. That's a new one for me. Um, I'm, I'm speculating a little bit. I know. And I just like hearing you go off. Cause I, I guess I, I have no issues. I kind of like, like the new, like I was telling you the new Matthews, now that everyone's going to a 33 inch bow. To me, they're all back on the table. I like the 33 inch bolt after shooting mine now. So right. to me, it's like, I'd shoot them all. 
right I'm now. Not, but... I got you. I will say that they. <laughs> I just like hearing you go off. Well, it's. I do know what you're saying, though. You know what it, I mean? It's like it's like it's to me my. I can go to get over the Matthews thing. My bigger thing is the knock on stuff. Oh, don't get me wrong. Don't get don't get me wrong. I think John Dudley's great. Uh, I've listened to a lot of his shit. I respect a lot of, of obviously, but I don't know. And honestly, I love that color green. But just now that it's related <laughs> to knock on, I can't like it anymore. I was gonna say it kind of ruined it. Just for because, you. just because it's all over the place, and then you know people just can't have a couple things. Everyone's got to have everything. So it's just well, kind of funny to me. That's it's just you know that's my take no, on no. that. That's my that's my rant. No, I I agree with you, and I I like that color. I, well, I shoot that color green veins, arrows, and they're not knock on veins, but it's like no, I like that color too. What what gets me though, John Dudley has taught has taught me a lot. You know, like when I. Oh, oh shit! Three, four years, four years ago, when I actually got kind of serious into bow hunting a little bit more, and I really started shooting, and I I followed his school of knock, and I learned a lot, and I shot better. I remember, I remember, I remember sending you pictures shooting at fifty five yards for the first time, mm-hmm. and it's like I never thought I'd shoot that far. Um, you know, I I learned a lot from him, but he's gone kind of mainstream, a little bit. And I got to be honest with you, I listened to his podcast. I, ooh, jeez. And it's not that he doesn't, I mean, he knows his shit. He'll admit that he wasn't a good target archer. He'll admit that he's more geared towards hunting, which is great. But it's the way that just, like, he's got to get, how do I say it, Jared? He's got to get his glory um, in it. You know what I mean? Or Yeah. We we've talked about it, so I know I know that you understand what I'm trying to say. But it's like he he can't he can't interview somebody without talking about his backstory. Yeah, he's always had something similar or better, whatever. Right. I'm not trashing John Dudley by any means because I if I met the if the if I met the guy, I would obviously love to sit down and talk to him, pick his brain. I mean, he's a wealth of knowledge too. But um, right, you know, it's just sometimes you're just like, dude, come on. Yeah, you can't love everything about everybody. So, right. The other, the other, as long as we're talking about archery stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, there are there are guys that shoot. They will switch their hunting setups over to their target setups, and they will shoot the fat arrows. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. And I didn't to hit know lines, this one. right? Yeah, I didn't know this thing until I started shooting league. And I mean, when I say fat arrows, they are literally throwing Lincoln logs down the frickin' archery lane. <laughs> and I've honestly um, never held one in my hand, so I can't. Oh, I can't say much about it. I mean, they—they're just massive, and they're like, "Oh, I gotta you know, catch lines," you know. And I'm just like, I mean, I don't know, because I've had it—I've had it work the same way. I we shoot micro diameter, and I've had the same effects. I just sneak in a line where if I had a fat arrow out of an on the line or out of the line. Right. Um, that, and then my, my biggest gripe when it comes to bows is you spend all that money to buy a carbon bow 
because they're light, right? Mm-hmm. 3.2 pounds, however many pounds, whatever. And then you put a front bar on it, you put a back bar on it, you put your quiver on it. And it's like, what are you doing? Just buy an aluminum bow. Save yourself the 500 bucks. Right. Forget what podcast I listened to recently. Um, I want to say Deer Gear podcast. Okay. I think it's okay. one of the... I think it's one of the Exodus guys put it on Exodus trail cameras. Um, he just interviewed one of the guys from Matthews. I was going to send it to you, but I totally forgot. It was actually a really interesting. Um, listen, because they talked about um, why Matthews has never produced a carbon bow. And why is that in a nutshell? In a nutshell is they couldn't come up with a bow that, they can lay the carbon consistently. Yes. Because they're saying, which makes sense to me, and I've heard it on, not forums, but like on Facebook and all other shit. Um, Like you take two PSE Mach 1s and you weigh them. They don't weigh the same. You shoot two, same draw weight, same same, um, draw length, all that shit. You shoot the exact same PSE Spec-wise, they don't shoot the same. They don't feel the same. Because you can't... Which makes sense to me, because you're hand-laying carbon. Right, yeah, 100%. You can't repeat it. Yeah, the most you can do is... Well, I mean, if, yeah, you're laying it in the mold. Yeah, you're, you're getting close. Right. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. Hmm, Why, you know, Matthews didn't. But even there's some other parts of that Matthews one that was I found pretty interesting that I was going to have you listen to maybe at another time we could discuss some of that stuff but because I would probably have to re-listen to it as well okay because I thought some you know because obviously with I'm not changing bows anytime soon but with Matthew's cutting them out with that 33 inch axle axle um it was pretty interesting listening how long you know the concept of how long the riser is in relationship to um you know, like draw length and stability and how they went about that process. It makes a lot of sense to me. Interesting. But also like last year, I think they had what a 31 inch, 31 inch and a 28 or 27 for their two bows. So, well, now this, yeah. now this year it's 20, 29 and 33. Right. So it's all kind of interesting shit. I, I got nothing better to do at work except listen to podcasts. So. No, I understand. The one thing I did find interesting, and correct me if I'm wrong, did it not look like Prime went away from their dual track cams? Yep, no longer have it. I, I'm pretty sure they no longer have it. So they went to a single track system now. Mm-hmm. Which I was kind of, I don't want to say upset, but I was kind of surprised. I was going to say, you always liked the dual cam. Because that made sense to me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'm not, I'm not an engineer. I'm not a a tech real tech oriented guy. Um, but that, that philosophy and keep symmetrical and keeping, you know, Center. but at, yeah, but at, at the end there, if I could be wrong about this too, not quoting anything, but I, I feel like they had one cam, the top or the bottom that was like a hair bigger than the other. Cause they were trying to get the true knock center knock. You know what I mean? Oh, really? I guess I never, I've personally never looked that close into their bows. 
Yeah, I because I, I found it really, it was either that or they had the the top of the riser was longer than the bottom. So to compensate for that, they had to have oh, a cam, sure. a cam yeah. that was slightly different size. Okay. So it, in order to keep that center knock point, and like I said, when they when they lay it out, it made sense to me because I'm like, okay, it's got to be the most stable bow in the market because you've got two cams mm-hmm. on top, two cams on bottom. But then again, I feel like if I brought this up to Dave, who knows a hell of a lot more about bows than me, he'd be like, well, it's a good concept in theory, but here's where it lacked. You know what I mean? Yep. And he never, he was I, never a prime dealer, was he? He was. That's right. Okay. I thought he was, yep. but I wasn't sure. Yeah, he's a, he was a G5. I think he might still be a G5 dealer, but not for bows, but for broadheads and stuff like that. Okay. That makes sense. But... um. Like I said, that that technology and that thought process really stuck with me. I was like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like you said, in theory, that makes perfect sense. But it was one of those things to me, it just looked bulky. And what, there's six, looked, there's six strings in that setup? I think at the end there, the last, their black three or whatever it was, the last one that they made, I think there were seven. Now, granted, I think you get lifetime strings with that, right? Correct. Correct. But there again, in a world that's going to mods for everything versus cam, which oh, that's another thing I could not use is that you had to get a specific cam to your draw length. That was in the past though. Correct. That, that always drove me nuts, but now bows have gone to adjustability. And in my opinion, and I'm talking out of my ass here, kudos to Bowtech back in the late 2000s, 2009, 2010, with their mod system that they could adjust everything on the fly. They were kind of ahead of the curve in that aspect. I agree. But, um, yeah, I, I never, the cam thing bothered me. It always bothered me because I mean, if you bought a bowl from the dealer set up for you, I get it. I understand. Mm-hmm. If you go to sell that bow down the road, the market marketability for that bow, is that a word marketability? Makes sense, to, makes sense to me. All right, cool. Um, that just drops because if you're not a 29 and a half inch draw, or you're not a 28 and a half inch draw, that bow's out of the market for you. Unless you go and you can even go, you can even bucks. go further. You can even go further if you're buying the used market and you gotta say that D loop is longer or shorter than you or for you. Yeah. You gotta, then you gotta go in. You know, it's not just. Uh, I mean, either way, I feel like most guys who buy a used bowl, because I bought. <clears throat> Let's see. I bought had that Matthews Adrenaline, which looked worked out for me. It was a little short, but I you know I never killed it. You shot it well. I shot it well. I just you know, and I went to that um, Bowtech Insanity, and but both bows I bought and pretty much put new strings on them immediately, just so I know everything's fresh and clean and tuned. And you know that's how I would always go about buying used bows. You know, so, you know, I, you know, you're always going to take shit in my opinion. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And that's where, you know, like I look at, um, <clears throat> well, when I, when I had that shoulder issue, I, I grabbed, uh, my buddy's bow as a Matthews helium. Mm-hmm. And that was that kind of hybrid cam. I know you know exactly what I'm talking about, but for our listeners, that was a, you had a wheel on top and you had a, um, the solo cam 
Yeah, it was an oblong cam though. It was a. Oh, that's cool. right. You did have that. Yeah. yeah, and the guy that I got it from is a big guy, and and he had a he had a thirty and a half inch draw cam on there, and I had to go in spend two hundred and some dollars to get a twenty eight and a half or twenty nine cam, whatever, and it still it just it didn't it fit but I wanted a little more, a little less, you know what I mean? And you didn't mm-hmm. have that option unless you twisted the strings and you did some work on it. Right. Um, and that, that is just always, I don't know. It didn't sit well with me and I'm not, I'm not a, a Matthews fan as everybody now knows, but that was just, <laughs> that was just one thing where I was like, God, really? Like I can't, I can't find that adjustment to get it right where I want it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Now, if I'm at a bow shop, you know, and they twist strings or whatever, I'm sure there's ways you can do it, but I, I didn't, I'm not that technical. I wasn't that technical at the time. It was just a bow to get me through the season. Right. And I ended up going back to my bow tech anyway and just struggling with the pain. And actually, actually what I did is I, uh, I switched releases. I went to the handheld release. That's right. Yep. And, and for whatever reason, going away from a wrist strap release and going to a handheld release, my shoulder pain, I didn't have it when I drew with that handheld release, which is really kind of mind boggling to me, but whatever. Yeah, it is a little interesting. But now that you say that, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. But I, um, I don't know. We talk about, you and I talk about bows quite a bit and it's like every, there's not a bad bow on the market. No. Um, it's preference. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, that new that new Hoyt to me, on paper and watching reviews on it, that thing looks badass. Yeah, I've heard a lot of buzz about that. And I, you know. And there again, I, it's a 33-inch axle or axle. I feel like yeah. everyone's going to a 33, 30 or 33s. So isn't I feel it, like everyone, it, what's that? Well, okay, I was just going to say, isn't it interesting that I'm a little partial to PSE, but PSE has had a 33 for quite a while. Yeah. Well, and it's this this last year was the first time they did. They had the 34. Um, oh, the EVL. Evo. Yeah, the EVL, and they had that what, 32 and a 34. Yep. Yep. And but prior to that, the Evo, um, they had what do they have? What was the the, the Evoke? The Evoke. That the, was all... the Evoke was there prior to the NXT. I'm pretty sure. That, that could be. And but they had before... that and they had that in a thirty two and a thirty five, I thought. That could be. I don't know if they had that thirty three. I think it was just but... those two two years that anyway. But I'm, interrupt... I thought... I'm interrupting you. No, 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 you're okay. <laughs> no, I think before that they had the brute. And then they had the the madness. Yeah, and I, I never, I never liked those risers. To me, those really? risers, I didn't like them. No, <laughs> I just the look of that bow to me, I did not. I did, I was like, nope, we can't do it. See, and and how that is for you is how Matthews is for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that. <laughs> I you mean, know, and Matthews I, like, to me, that like, yeah, I, I understand your your thoughts on how they look with that goofy little bottom what do they call it I don't know what they even call it but that little stabilizer thing that sticks out the bottom yeah yeah, it does look weird but 
I don't know. It's not not that bad to me. <laughs> well, see, what got me is they look the risers look so fucking wide. Um, a guy at, at league he shot a uh, fuck. What was the name of the boat they had last year? The the VXR. They had the V three last year. It was a VXR two years ago. Okay, so he had and a VXR since the... two. Yeah. Yep. And yep. that and that like when you're looking because I held it. And I, I drew it, and it's smooth. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's a different feel. It doesn't have a, a real um, a real load dump. Like, you mm-hmm. got to really kind of feel when you're back there, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But where your sight housing is, as you're looking through it just to the right, the riser there, it is so freaking wide. It's like a goddamn two-by-four. Hmm. And, and to me, to me, it's like, it's like you're looking on the side of a two by four hmm. and I, and they got it cut out, you know, it's cut out in the middle and all that jazz, like obviously save weight and stuff like that. But it just, it just, to me, it's hideous. Yeah. Did you look at the new ones at all lately? Yes. Yeah, I did. Huh. They're better. Oh, they got the integrated, uh, well, you can just slide it. You can slide a dovetail through the, the riser now. Yeah. Yeah. I did. see. That's that. interesting to me. I never, I didn't really I heard about it, but I didn't really look at it until, like I said, that site I saw this morning, that black gold, that's one of the sites they're talking about for the yeah. new Matthews. And I was like, hmm, that's an interesting concept. But No, that is. And, and the one that <clears throat> intrigues me is Elite Bows. Yeah, and you know, I, that's, I know before we bought our PSEs, I was kind of set on buying an Elite, to be honest with you, and then... Dave kind of talked me out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the elite, the way that their risers are kind of cut out and jagged and, you know, they're, they're, they're different. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're kind of, I feel like that bow and God, what is the other manufacturer obsession? Those two yep. kind of me are kind of hand in hand just by, um, you know, the look of them. I will say there's a guy at league that shoots an obsession. Mm-hmm. And that thing, he's shooting three forty five. Damn, I mean that thing is cooking. And he said, he said, I when I bought this bow, he said I wanted the fastest bow I could get, and this was it. Hmm. And um, when that thing shoots, it is a fucking missile. I mean, you can hear that fucker. It, I mean, you know exactly when he's shooting. It is a crack, and that you can hear that arrow go down range. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't, where do where would one get an exception around here? I don't even know. I don't even know either. I honestly, I don't know. Unless it's like an elite where you'd have to like order it. Well, Dave's an elite dude. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He sells elite. He he did. I don't know what he's going to be selling this coming year, but um, they're not a bad bow. I mean, I, a lot of guys shooting them. A lot mm-hmm. of guys shooting them. But there mm-hmm. again, it kind of it kind of falls in the budget aspect too. Right. I mean. You start talking about a thousand dollars for a bare bow or more mm-hmm. when you can get, you know, say an elite cure or whatever. I don't even know what the retail is, but say you can get it for 700 bucks. That's a hell of a bow for 700 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I you agree. Know? I mean, shit, my Bowtech Assassin was, you know, 650 bucks or 700 bucks, whatever it was. And I shot that for a dozen years. Yeah. Couldn't get a pass through, but shot shot a lot of deer with it. 
I mean, you can barely say that you got to pass through this year, too. But but you know what, Jared? It was a fucking <laughs> pass through, all right? I know. Yeah, I mean, it fell out 30 yards later. Yeah, that, that's an exaggeration. Okay, 15. Okay, I'll take that. By the way, I, I have oh, – shit. I think I only got we got an hour that I can do this podcast for, so we're at fifty eight minutes. But there is a bone that I did have to pick with you about something. It's been I it's been in the back of my mind since I shot that buck. Oh boy! But I'm um, I'm gonna I'm gonna save it for for the next podcast because uh, it, it's I mean I know I'm gonna get wound up and get into length about it. So what what is it about? Ah, we'll get to it another time. I don't know what it could possibly be. <laughs> I know. And that's okay. Um You wanna do another one right away? Right now? Yeah, you got the time? Uh, I'm supposed to head over to clean up Mike's deer. Oh, right that's right. Damn. He said he said he's on his way, so I should probably go. I mean I could maybe do it later today if it works for you. Well we'll have to play it by ear and see how it goes. I, I know uh, I actually have to Work on Mike's snowblower. <laughs> what? Mike uh, can't work on his own snowblower? No, he's not that. No offense, Mike, but he's not that mechanically sound. Big Mike. Yeah, he's never been. Offense again, Mike. Which we'll get. <laughs> we'll we'll get him on the podcast here because I think it'd be uh, he'd be a good one to chat with about um, you know his hunting and he's yeah, been after absolutely. he's been after some some good bucks over the last handful of years and just hasn't been able to seal the deal on the one he's been after and he's passed on some real nice ones he sent me a video um right after shortly after he shot the this doe i forget what day that was christmas eve eve he shot that yeah and uh he sent me a video with his arrow sitting in the field and like six deer standing around it <laughs> um he said after he shot he goes none of the other deer ran off except the one he shot and he goes the deer just kept coming out and there's a a really nice a pointer uh, came out i'd say that's at least a maybe 115 120s a pointer you know it's good buck good buck for you know especially up curvets area it's a nice buck and he just sat there watching it feed i'm like dude but he <laughs> leading leading up to that he had his buck that you know you know the obvious name of stickers since it has the older buck has a bunch of stickers coming out of its base and he yep. has so many nice bucks up there. I told him, I just call him stickers so I know which one you're talking about. Right. Um, he said he had him daylight three or four days in a row at 415. So I kind of under until he went and sat. Sure. <laughs> so I understand where he was coming from, where he's like, you know, hoping and praying for that one to come out. But so. No, and that's, it, I know, and that's, we've, we've all, I feel like, been in that situation. Mm hmm. Where you you would let one walk, and that kind of goes against my dad's theory. Where dad's like, you never know if you're gonna see that deer again. You put yep. a fucking arrow in that deer. Yeah, you know, or you never yeah. you never get the rest of the season. Correct. Yeah. But no, I I I would love to get him on here. Um, I know we're we're hoping for today. I don't know my afternoons kind of kind of fucked, but we'll have to see. Um, he is is he off this week? Of course, he's a teacher. Easy. <laughs> no, I'm just. I always give a shit about that, but yeah, no, he's he's off. Um, I don't know, maybe some night. 
I could uh, see if it would work to get together. Or... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise, um, yeah, one of these nights, but that means that we actually got to stay up at someone. You know, <laughs> right. Later than normal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get them on here. Um, otherwise, if nothing else, um, maybe he comes over to dad's if he can. Yeah, we should figure out when we want to do that. Try to we get that. Our... Try yeah, to we figure need... out. We need to get that planned because uh, it's always kind yeah, of we do. shit show for this time of year kind of stuff. And Yeah, I was kind of and... planning it. I was for after the holidays once everything kind of settles down and well we got to go pull cards too can't put might as well just i feel i don't know do you just want to pull all the cameras early <laughs> i don't know what are your thoughts what are your I thoughts on that i don't know i'm back and forth just based on the fact that i don't know how much hunting i'll actually do right you know? well and i mean let's let's be honest i'm i'm hoping to you know possibly go through different different trail cameras yeah right yeah because i'm not to... I'm well, not overly... that, that'll be a whole nother podcast in itself. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we do have to talk about trail cameras. We got to talk about clothing. Um, I got some. Oh, well, you had some uh, close encounters throughout the season that I think. Uh, I think our clothing, our clothing, and the way that we take care of our clothing played a huge factor. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I I run all scent lock, and uh, I'm very 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 impressed with uh, the strides that they've made in the, in their technologies, which has been around for a long time. But I mean, they're, they're, they're killing it right now, in my opinion. Yeah. I think they, especially that new series that came out with that Jack and bib combo you got. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very impressed with it. So we'll have to talk yeah. about that. And uh, I mean, we, we got, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, just finding the time to do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I suppose I can let you go. So you can go help big Mike clean up his deer um, and if you guys get done early or something, uh, shoot me a text, let me know, and, and maybe we'll get him on real quick for a, a hot, hot little episode. Sounds good. All right, buddy, you take care. Happy New Year, and yeah. uh, we'll be in touch. Sounds good. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening, everybody.